You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Okay, well, we're back, everybody. 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 Hello. Hello. Dude, don't you remember? <gasps> oh, we have Megan back. Hi, Megan. <laughs> now, too. <laughs> don't you hate when I say everybody? Yes, it sounds weird. Why? Every, oh, thank you. Everybody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was kind of scary. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It was not like that. It, was it like, sounds the same. Every, hold on. Stop. <laughs> Everybody. It gives me like creeper vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, let me know if you like it. I think it's cute. <laughs> let me know if you like it. I, I think it's kind of like a three-year-old. Like when Hazel says it, everybody. Oh, I hear oh. it now. Okay. Thank now you. you put it in Megan's head. I put nothing. Don't in let her Krista head. influence you, people. Side <laughs> with me on this one. <laughs> Okay, well, we have Megan back, sweet little Maggie. Hello. Hello. Was that cute? Sure. That was okay. cute, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's back. We hope everyone liked her episode. I did. So some of the people who, like, listened to it, they text me like, oh, my God, the <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> yes. They're like, Yikes. I can't believe that happened. <laughs> how, how do you feel? Did you listen to it? I did. And how do you feel listening? <laughs> my initial reaction was... This is so weird, listening to your own voice. Mm-hmm. So I had to get over that. Right. And then I thought it was cool. I thought it was very, very healing in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good. It's different. Yeah. Good. It's good. <laughs> did you have, did you like pick up on anything as like you're listening to yourself? I mean, I know it's kind of weird to listen mm-hmm. to yourself. That yeah. was hard for me and Krista mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. No, I just think it was interesting listening back to what I was saying because I don't, I didn't really remember like what I was talking about, honestly. Yeah. You kind of <laughs> just go like blank. Or yeah. Like, you black out. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. Episodes. And then I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, wow. I like really, I've really put it all out there. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. I was say, Alexis, <laughs> I do this all the time because Alexis will be like, Krista. She'll be like, Krista, like, you know, will you write a bio for the episode or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, what was it about again? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, are you serious? Yeah, because we like, but, well, I'm like, it's easier for me to remember because I'm like editing. Yeah, the and episode, you're listening to so it. So I'm often. like listening to it mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> but like, sometimes we'll like completely, like after I like post the episode. Yeah. Like when people come to me and they listen to an episode like a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. they, told, they tell me what I said or what Krista said, mm-hmm. I'm like, we said that? Oh, like, wow. Cool. I I sound pretty wise. (laughs) But that's probably Jesus just speaking through me. That's how I take it. I'm like, that's not me on the normal day. I can barely form sentences most of the time. I feel that. (laughs) Same. Same. Sometimes Chris is looking at me like, uh... Okay. Okay? What did you just say? (laughs) More often than you think. (laughs) But we are so glad to have you on here, and I'm so glad you wanted to be on the episode again. Thank you for having me. So, basically, we just want to, like... Because the last episode was more about, like, you living through the purity culture, and I know the height of the purity culture was the 90s, and we we were all born in the 90s mm-hmm. um mid 90s so like when we when we were old enough to realize what was going on 
we are still there. And it was it was good to hear from your story of like, okay, what was it like? Um, and what was the effects of it, mm-hmm. of a person living through that? Right. And how did you carry on beliefs from it? Mm-hmm. And I, I loved how you shared that and was mm-hmm. so open and we're so honored. Thank you so much. It really blessed our listeners. No. Um, but we we wanted to get more into like, like kind of like more of the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of the flaw right. in purity culture. More because there's so much nuance. Um, it's talked about a lot um, in the Christian world, mm-hmm. among like every platform, and it's it's just a really hot topic. And to be honest, like a lot of people just get into fights about it, and that's not what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to start a war or an argument about it. We just yeah. simply want to. It's an open discussion. Yes, an open discussion. Mm-hmm. Take the pressure off. Take shame away, mm-hmm. and then just give a new perspective on it, as not such an ignorant perspective Mm -hmm. you know well I mean also just like to be able to express your thoughts without like kind of like what you said without fear of Mm -hmm. like being shamed or whatever like these are just genuine thoughts about the purity culture and kind of the effects of that Mm -hmm. yeah so that's what we want to get into and I I feel like since that episode or since we recorded that episode because we kind of like pre-record sometimes (laughs) because me and Chris's yeah yeah (laughs) me and Chris's life is so freaking busy it's not even funny yeah um but basically we we just got to thinking of like well things have come to our attention um that some people have talked about it and um like the period culture of like having sex before marriage and how there's a lot of shame mm-hmm. around it and um it was brought to our attention that there was this podcast we're not going to mention any names or say what it was just out of respect mm-hmm. but there was this podcast that was by a really famous podcast, and it was Christian, and they were talking about the purity culture, and me, Krista, and Megan listened to it, and honestly, I didn't think of it that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I, I wasn't, I was expecting it to be worse, to be honest. Like, I saw the heart behind it, mm-hmm. but I also saw the lack of experience as they were talking And I noticed the lack of wisdom in it. Um, And I noticed um, ignorance. I mean, those are just the words that come to mind. Mm -hmm. Only because it's hard to speak about something that you've, or to understand something if you haven't been through it or you haven't made those decisions and you've only stayed in one lane your whole life Mm -hmm. or or whatever, like that was taught to you. So basically, it was just like these two people who had waited, or I, I think she had waited, or whatever. They both I, were. I think they waited when they were got together. Yeah. But previously, they were not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you probably have heard this before, listeners. Like um, Christians will say, like God will bless your marriage and have favor on your marriage if you wait. Mm-hmm. Um. And that there's no shame in it um, after you wait. There's no shame in sex. But if you do have sex before marriage, there is a lot of shame that comes with it. And I disagree with those um, black and white statements. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's just yeah. very black and white. Mm-hmm. Because you... I do want to say this. This is like a side note, but it kind of is relevant. William Paul Young um, expresses that you can put 10 people 
and aligned. And they can all experience the same type of trauma Mm -hmm. and the same type of event. But each one of those kids or each one of those people, their trauma will manifest differently than the one Mm -hmm. person beside them. Right. So there's so many people, even Tiffany Blue, we we had Tiffany Bloom on here on our feminine series. And she talked about how most women who go through purity culture and men, I don't want to leave you out. You probably experience this. I mean, I have never heard a man describe what his (laughs) story was in the purity culture, but, um, most women who experience the effects of purity culture, like you, Megan, or similar to your story, if they did wait, they will actually, if they did wait till marriage and they had sex in marriage, they actually feel a lot more nasty and dirty. They feel a lot more shame after they have sex in marriage with their husband mm-hmm. because of the fact that they believed in sex for so long that it was bad, it was mm-hmm. dirty, it was nasty, and they don't even want to you know, they don't even have those desires to be intimate Mm -hmm. with their husband because they feel so much shame from it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like, if you hear something for so long, then you believe it. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, okay, this one day, finally, when I'm married, all of a sudden, all of the, you know, uh, conditions that I've had, Mm -hmm. conditioning that I've had for the last however many years is just gone because, you know, I said some vows. Like, that's not Mm -hmm. really how that works at all. Yeah, I agree. And then I know for me, it's like the reason, because I saw myself going down that road of, you know, I have this completely like idealistic, like super intense belief that this is bad. I don't, I shouldn't do this, that I read an article and they were like, yeah, I did that. People told me, you know, sex is bad. Don't do it. Wait for your husband. But all she heard was sex is bad. Don't do it. Right. So even in the context of her marriage, the night, their wedding night, when it came down to it, she just felt disgusting after. Even though it was in this this holy matrimony of her marriage, she still couldn't get past that. So I saw myself going down that road. So that's why I had to go through like a self-discovery for myself mm-hmm. to combat those ideas that I was faced with. Yeah, and I and I feel like there's so much high stakes around waiting mm-hmm. and honestly dating just in the Christian world. Let's because when I was noticing like some of the podcasts that I was listening or when I was doing research about this, everybody's desire as a Christian or just in this world in general is like who am I going to marry? Mm-hmm. Who am I going to give myself <laughs> yeah. to? Yeah. Like that's always like the forefront mindset mm-hmm. of a decision mm-hmm. and I and I'm saying this because I used to be like this like that's all I would think about is who am I gonna marry who am I gonna date mm-hmm. and that's how every decision I would make would be mm-hmm. to that so mm-hmm. you know how it would affect it and then I'm kind of like why does it seem like this is probably how I'm interpreting it mm-hmm. you know this, this probably isn't like always true but like why is it the most important thing to always worry about who am I going to marry right. or who am I going to date next? Or like, what is my husband going to be like? Or what is my wife going to be like? Mm-hmm. Or like, how is that going to look like marriage and you know, all that stuff. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm not saying that you shouldn't think about that or you shouldn't find out what you want in a person. Mm-hmm. I think you should. But like, I remember as a young girl, like, it was always about, like, you need to pray for your husband. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You need to start a journal for your husband. 
You need to write down everything that you want. You need to write down like what you want your marriage to be like and da da da. And I'm like, me as like a 26 year old woman, I'm like, I am just now figuring out who I am. Right. How can I figure out what I want in a man or what I want in a marriage mm-hmm. when honestly my past my past dating experience have not been great mm-hmm. and then I didn't even know who I was. So how can I even genuinely mm-hmm. figure out what I want in a man when I don't even know what I want and who I am and what I love about myself? Right. You know? Well, I mean, I I know why it's pushed so I- it's pushed so much because mm-hmm. literally growing up, you the woman is supposed to be the one that takes care of the house, has children, you know, like takes care of their husband. That's all you really see women's roles, mm-hmm. you know, like growing up like in movies or especially in church, like you never saw like just a single woman like mm-hmm. doing whatever she wanted to right. do, you know, and working on herself. You saw, oh my gosh, like. I'm looking for my husband. I can't wait to have children. Like those are the things that we are taught that that's what we're supposed to be. Like that is, um, our path. That's why we're here is to be mothers, is to be a wife, all this stuff. While men, you know, they need to go find a really great job and they need to be able to, you know, support their families and all this stuff where, so theirs is more like goal driven and ours is just like, servant driven right that's good i like how you (laughs) put that because like that is that is instilled in us at a young age of like Mm -hmm. i remember even like tiffany bloom saying this maybe it was tiffany bloom or maybe it was some other woman that was talking to me one of them yeah yeah one (laughs) of them but basically someone was saying to me that like we are taught young girls are taught at a young age to say yes not to say no. Mm-hmm. And I remember, oh, my God, I was taught at a young age to say yes mm-hmm. and to um, basically always, like, serve. Where can I say yes at? Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to listen. You have to obey. Um, and so I was like, dang, I don't think I was ever really truly taught to say no. And if I did say no, my parents. It was a bad thing. Yeah, it was bad. Or, like, I, you can't say no to me. Don't say no. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to say no. Mm-hmm. Like completely took away your choice. Basically. Yes, completely took away my like, because as a woman, like, we you're like you should know who you are and what you want. You're allowed to say no. Like when I, my nieces or like Hazel or Scotty, mm-hmm. when Scotty and Scotty's in that age of like. I'm going to say no to everything. Yeah. (laughs) And so, like, obviously there's, like, this thing in me that's, like, why are you saying no to me and giving me attitude? Mm -hmm. But then I love the fact that she's figuring out what she doesn't like. Mm -hmm. Because at a young age she used to like everything and want to do everything. But now she's figuring out what she doesn't want to do, what Mm -hmm. she doesn't like. And there's a lot of power in saying no. And And you don't want to shut that that down. Because that's so monumental for children now to... Especially in the, in the safe space of, like, with their parents. Because I know I see that my nieces and nephews. Like, my brothers and their wives, they definitely are pro- huge proponents of having their kids make decisions mm-hmm. and just kind of guiding them, but not influencing their decision. Unless mm-hmm. they need to step in for safety. Right. Right. So, you know what I mean? But they're opening that door and allowing them to be independent and figure out, do I want to do this? If I don't want to, then I can say no. 
Yeah, I feel so like I that's, think that's huge. I was to say that's vital because, like, mm-hmm. you know, for us, we didn't have that. Right. We didn't have that luxury of like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, you get a choice. Even though you're a child, yeah. you actually have a choice because, like, you're a human still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though you just been on this earth a little bit less. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you still have a choice. So that's going to be interesting seeing like how this generation kind of grows uh, up and mm-hmm. you know not through really like this big purity culture, like being able to have their voice or be able to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I know that earlier um, we were talking and I said, I was like, it's interesting because like we talk a lot about like how we have a choice and like, mm-hmm. you know, that's like your God given thing is yeah. you have a choice. God but gave then, us free will. Yeah, God mm-hmm. gave you free will. But then like religions want to force you to choose certain things. Like right. they want to force your hand in it mm-hmm. whenever you're like, okay, well, this is not really a choice then if you're making me do it. Yeah, like religion took our choice away. Mm-hmm. And you know, in a way it did. It takes us our it takes away our choice. It takes away our identity and we have mm-hmm. to fo- follow and obey rules, like a stamina, a stigma. Mm-hmm. And I was also thinking whenever you, whenever we were talking about this mm-hmm. and I was thinking I'm like Jesus, that's exactly what Jesus came down to do to denounce religion. Like he was never about religion. Mm-hmm. He was he was never confined in like four walls in a mm-hmm. church. Like his church, his discipling, his followers, his teaching was always outside mm-hmm. of the four walls. He he was like gathering people like anywhere he yeah. went. Mm-hmm. Like Matthew was a tax collector and he walked by Matthew and Matthew said, yes, he just responded. He knew what Jesus was all about. And Matthew mm-hmm. said yes to it and left his post as a tax collector. So it was just like they left everything that they once knew. They left everything that they thought they believed in and mm-hmm. thought what it was supposed to look like. And they followed Jesus because Jesus was like, no, that's not what it looks like. It breaks down, like, all, like, the tradition and the laws and everything. Mm-hmm. The the list of the check boxes that you have to check off in order to have a relationship with God. Because, like, genuinely, I was convinced that as long as I um, don't have sex before marriage, I um, only uh, am around people who are equally yoked as me and I'm not gay, then I have earned God's love. And mm-hmm. I am a true follower of Christ. As long mm-hmm. as I didn't do those things, like... Mm, boom, beautiful, I have got it in the bag. But in reality, I'm like, I could still, like, I could follow all those rules and not have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. like, that. the boxes <laughs> aren't being checked. But because those things, especially purity, like, since those things were pushed so hard, mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that, that like, it. oh, my God, if I ever did this, like, my relationship with God is tarnished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that, too, because, like, it definitely, definitely is. And, like, that podcast I was listening to said this, too. So, like, there was things I agreed with and things that I'm like, okay, it's, you know, wise not to say stuff like that. But, like, there was one thing that they said also that I agree with. Like, it is, first and foremost, a heart posture. Yes. Like, whether you've had sex, whether you haven't had sex, mm-hmm. I know people who have had sex before marriage but are like getting connected to themselves and getting connected Mm -hmm. to god now to where like they are the most the way they represent jesus Mm -hmm. and connection with him is Mm -hmm. like what i aspire Mm -hmm. to be and to have like they you can tell like they don't have to have christianese christianese language (laughs) they don't have to like say all the right things right you could just 
tell by the way they love, mm-hmm. by the way they express. It's like it's not like the language that was taught or like a script because you see that like Christians these days, they have a script that they follow they, yeah. that they don't even realize that they're following mm-hmm. when they answer questions. And but these people, it's not a script. It's literally like you can tell that they love Jesus and it's mm-hmm. just from their heart. It's a heart posture. And people like that who aren't virgins do that. Mm-hmm. And then I also know some virgins mm-hmm. who are very like judgmental, mm-hmm. black and white thinking don't understand, doesn't have compassion, doesn't have love. And I'm saying this because that was me. <laughs> like, that's who I was when I was a virgin. I I was very judgmental. I was hard on myself. There was a lot of shame and self-hatred that I was dealing with and that I projected onto others. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have a heart posture of understanding and compassion. Like, so it doesn't matter what you've... I mean, to an extent, it does matter what you do. Like, don't right. be messy and don't, like, just bleed on other people. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it matters where where your heart is at. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get to the sex thing in just a minute. But I do want to say also, there is so much wisdom. When a question gets asked, there's so much wisdom in saying, I don't know because mm-hmm. I haven't experienced that. Yeah. I can only speak off of my experience. Mm-hmm. But I know that similar people who have gone through that of what you're asking, there's trauma there and they experience shame. Mm-hmm. So I can only tell you off of my experience, but my experience is not the end all be all. Right. There's so much wisdom in saying that. Like yeah. if mm-hmm. me, like if if someone asks a question to me and Krista, we are completely comfortable with saying, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like my experience is not going to help you. Mm. There's just so much. You're actually caring and honoring that person more yes. by saying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I just, I do think though that there's something to say about people who have been on those journeys where they may have, let's just use purity for ex- an example since that's what we're talking about, but that they may have been having sexual relationships outside of marriage And then they kind of come to this realization like, okay, well, now this is where I am now and I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So there's something to say about going through that and then coming to that decision Mm -hmm. because then you know that that's your decision. You came to that decision with God. It's not because someone else is like putting that Mm -hmm. down your throat. Yes. I'm going to say that is so important. Yeah. so important that like you actually come to the decision. Mm -hmm. You're not doing something because somebody else told you to do it. There's so much power Mm -hmm. in that because that's, I feel like that's more like not impressive. What's the word I'm trying to think of? But that's more impactful when it's you come to this and not somebody else pressuring you into making Because that you're decision. actually understanding the mm-hmm. decision and the weight yes. of it and what you're making Yes, when you say that. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to that. Yeah. Because you know this, Krista. Yeah. Like in high school and people who listen to our podcast from high school, <laughs> they're probably like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, like very surprised by my story. But literally, I was such a prude in high school. <laughs> like I... I barely dated, like, I would talk to guys, Mm -hmm. but, like, I just, like, I didn't get at my, one of my best guy friends, he told me, he was like, Alexis, nobody's going to ask you to prom because they know you're not going to have sex with them. Because I was a virgin. I know. How messed up is that? But but then one of my other guy friends basically asked me to prom, but I was like, I don't even want to date if that's the case then. Yeah. and so that's the thing. I was just kind of like, and that's how I was. I was like, honestly, like I know what guys want and I know I want to choose to be a virgin. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I don't even want to have dates to banquets or prom or stuff like that because that's just what guys wanted. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I was choosing into, uh, <laughs> which I realize this now, like, because hindsight 2020. Yeah. But I, which I'm realizing this year, I chose to wait until marriage because my mom, my dad <laughs> told me to. Mm-hmm. And also when I gave my life to Christ, right, in junior high. I was like, oh, now that I'm a Christian, this is just the thing to do because everybody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Everybody says that I have to do it mm-hmm. if I'm a Christian and if I love God. If you love God, you have to choose into this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so then I'll just be a virgin mm-hmm. and, I, and I'll and i only date a guy if I want to marry them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't laugh at that, but like yeah. It, no, it's yeah, kind it's of real. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I realized I was choosing that because everybody, that was just the status quo. That was what to do. That was the mm-hmm. thing to do. Mm-hmm. But then once I got out of high school, got into mm-hmm. college, I got into my first relationship and I really loved this person and I was experiencing things, mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, I was horny AF. <laughs> And, like, it was the guy that I loved and I felt safe with. And it was, like, my Mm. first relationship. Mm. And, like, things happen. And it was a way to express my love. Now, after I did that, I felt so dirty. Mm -hmm. And, like I said in the last episode, like, it took away so much of my identity. Because I thought the reason why God loved me so much. Mm -hmm. And I thought the reason why I was so pure and so beautiful and so impactful was because I was a virgin. Mm. And that was so much of my identity. But God completely, even though, yes, I did have sex before marriage, Mm -hmm. God completely just disrupted that belief Mm -hmm. and came in and met me with compassion, love, and understanding. And one of my mentors say that compassion is the antidote to shame and Mm self-hatred. And that's exactly who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And so that has forever changed my life. So when Jesus met me with that, even though, yes, I messed up, and of course he doesn't, like, agree with it, but that wasn't the issue. Like, sex wasn't really the issue or the pinpoint of what was going on. It was, like, what was – I just wanted to love somebody, and I wanted to express that love, and I wanted to feel that love through physical intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was the way to do it, and I was just in that moment. But God met me where I was at and said – you're just still as beautiful mm. as ever. You're still you're as still pure. You're still as yeah. pure. Sex isn't the issue. Mm. Because usually when people, and I was like actually having a conversation with God like last night. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was like, because like this is like, this episode can be scary. Mm-hmm. Like talking about this mm-hmm. can be scary because you can be judged for it mm-hmm. in your beliefs. I would say, well, and, and I've said this before because I feel like you know, there's the secular views Mm -hmm. and then there's like the Christian views. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're too Christian for the secular and we're too secular for the Christian. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like both sides kind of are going to disagree and that's fine. Like you Mm -hmm. can, but these are just our genuine thoughts. So yes, that's why it is scary because Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, they're gonna be like, Oh my God, they're not even real Christians. They don't love God because there's so many Christians out there that are so judgmental. And here, here, while you were talking, I was like, okay, the reason why me in junior high and high school decided, you know, I'm going to assign that purity card and I'm going to wear, I literally saw a prom picture of me wearing a purity ring and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> like throwing up yeah because but 
like you, you know is the thing to do but mine was like a fear driven choice mm. yes that's yeah. so good because so good. i was like oh my god if i do don't do this like god's not going to love me mm. i'm not going to be worthy anymore like you said i'm not going to be pure yeah. like so it was such a high stakes thing that i was like oh my god like i'm so terrified like i i shouldn't do it and so Here's the thing that was really trippy for me, though, is whenever I did decide to have sex, uh-huh. I was like, oh, wait, so does this mean I don't have a relationship with God? Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, even still today, it's hard for me to, like, decipher, like, the two. Like, I'm like, okay, Krista, like, yes, you're, quote, unquote, sinning sometimes. So, like, are you really in a relationship with God? Like, it's because I've been taught that if I sin, then I probably don't have a relationship with God. But in reality, it's like, okay, but... If you're human, you're going to mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. And so all of us are sinners. So if somebody sins, if that's the prerequisite to having a relationship with God, then there, none of us have a relationship with God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So exactly. that, that was the hard thing for me mm-hmm. to, and it still is hard for mm-hmm. me to like understand like, okay, no, Krista, you're just human and it's okay. And God still loves you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because we're all sinning in different ways. Right. In, in every day. Yeah. But I was even, like, telling, like, Krista the other day, like, it is scary to bring up these topics. And even though we are a podcast that, you know, talks about the hard things and Mm -hmm. we're really real and honest, it can be still scary for us because we're still in the process of learning. Mm -hmm. We're still in the process of healing. We're all on this journey together. And we even say that. But I was, like, telling her I never thought that we'd bring up sex on this Mm -hmm. podcast because – there's so many opinions about it, yeah. but there's also so much nuance. And mm-hmm. I think it needs to be talked about to release the shame. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you mentioned the fear-driven thing because I was talking to God last night. And I was like, God, this is scary. I don't know. Like, I like, because I want to be wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I honor the people's hearts who are listening to these episodes. Right. And like my words through the frequency, whatever they're listening on, <laughs> like I want it. I don't want to bleed on people. I, I hold that like, this is a heavy responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I want to honor people's hearts, whoever's listening. Mm-hmm. And so, and honestly, I want to honor God too mm-hmm. in his word, in his heart. Yeah. And I was talking to him and I was just kind of like, this is going to sound weird because people don't understand encounters, but like I was having an encounter. Um, and so he was like, he sat me down like as a father, you know, like, like God comes to me in different ways as a friend or a brother or right. like a mother. Sometimes he'll come to me, but he like sat me down as a father and like, he really just like talked to me. and was like, Oh man, how do I say this? I want to say this right. I want to say this right. Basically he came to me as a father And he said, Alexis, he was like, I'm not mad at you that you had sex. He was like, I still love you the same. He was just like, as a father who created your being, Mm -hmm. who created your body and knew what your body was going to grow up to be. Like, obviously, like, I have a good body, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And then, like, but he was, like, kind of complimenting me. God wasn't saying you have a good body. That's not what he's saying. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) but basically, like, he honors my body so much, Mm -hmm. and he wouldn't want me to give that to just anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To somebody who would violate it Mm -hmm. or harm it. And there's women who have been in that position where their body has been harmed and where their virginity sometimes has been taken away from them mm-hmm. who like mm-hmm. the first time they've had sex mm-hmm. it was rape right so how can you explain that you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so there's 
there's so much that goes into it. And I feel like God, like in such a loving, beautiful way, he's just like me as a father who knows you, who, who knows all your needs and even like the horny needs that you want to get met because that's real. Like we feel things and like, like women get horny guys get horny. Like that's not a bad thing. It's a normal hormonal emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we need to normalize that mm-hmm. and not put so much shame in it. But he was like, there's so many, those, your needs can get met on a, on a m- emotional and a loving way. And then when that right guy comes, which your husband, which I know your husband, if that's in the cards for you, or if that's in the cards for me now, I'm talking to myself, mm-hmm. but, um, I know I would want, I know your husband would honor it to what I'm telling him to. Mm-hmm. And I want that for you. Mm-hmm. I want the best for you. And all your needs for the rest of the time will get met. Mm-hmm. It's just, and, and then also women go on a discovery mm-hmm. with their own bodies of masturbation. We talked about that in feminine series. Mm-hmm. But like basically is what it's saying of like, you look at it as a father to a little girl mm-hmm. saying like, hey, your body has so much value and mm-hmm. so much beauty in it. And it's not just for just anybody to take. Mm-hmm. And that's his heart behind it. Yeah. He would want safety because sex is such a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful encounter you could ever give to somebody. Mm-hmm. And it should be with somebody safe yeah. and who will honor you and protect you and really see you for who you truly are mm-hmm. and the beauty of it. So that, that was just kind of like my thing. Or my conversation with God. And I wanted to reiterate that. But some people have been, what you're talking about, Krista, of like it's such a fear-driven decision that mm-hmm. Christianity like forces us into. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like I would never tell somebody um, have sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. And I would, off, I would also never tell them you need to wait because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't want to force that on somebody. Yeah. I would rather mm-hmm. them have an encounter with Jesus and – have that conversation discern that for themselves Mm -hmm. because no matter what a what i say it's not going to change anything for somebody they truly need to have that encounter and that love with jesus Mm -hmm. and have that conversation with him just like i did Mm -hmm. because knowing how much my experience with sex and in relationships especially my last one i've already said this and i'll say it again (laughs) he did violate me Mm -hmm. and it was very traumatic in Mm -hmm. what he did and the carelessness Mm -hmm. um, that he had for both me and the people he was just having sex with Mm -hmm. as when, what, when he was with me, he was just having sex with other women, how there's just no value Mm -hmm. in sex that he had with himself or with other women and me. And I don't want to ever just give that away until I feel safe with my husband. And I, and I came to that decision because of my healing process with God and because of everything that I was going through. And it, and I truly came to an understanding of what it truly means to wait and what it truly means to like, just give that part of myself away. Mm -hmm. Cause that's Mm -hmm. sacred. It is sacred to me to give my body away. Like this is my body. It's not yours to take. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I would want for the people who are listening, both men and women, is, like, honor how beautiful sex is and how sacred it is and honor your bodies with it. And then also, like, come to an understanding of what that truly means for you. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. 
I mean, I'll piggyback off that. Like, I think it really is just being able to have that discernment mm-hmm. of when to do it and when not to. And yeah. you get to make that choice for yourself. Like, personally, for me, I am not the type of person who could just have sex with whoever. Like, I, I can't do that. Like, literally, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't, like, get myself... To, uh, I just can't. Yeah. Like, there has to be a deep, deep... <laughs> deep connection in order for me to give that up to somebody else you know what I mean so like for me that is my discernment that's what I choose to do and everybody has a choice to do do whatever they want to do I do want to bring okay I just want to get y'all's okay so I think I said this I've said this before okay so in the bible it you know tells us to be fruitful and multiply right aka sex um But then it also says in, like, I think it's, like, Corinthians, he's talking about, like, you know what, it's it, to the unmarried and the widow, like, it's better for you to remain alone. Like, it's better for you to be alone. Like, that's what it says for us to do. So I'm like, okay, how do we be fruitful and multiply? And I could be, I could totally sound ignorant, and that's fine. Like, correct me. Well, you're out. still learning, and I'm learning. Yes. That. And mm-hmm. so for me, my question is, is, like, okay, um, how can I be fruitful and multiply but also, like, I'm supposed to stay, it's better for a man to be alone. You know what I mean? And maybe those are two totally different contexts, and I don't even know about it. But, like, just when I heard that, I was like, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And then also I was reading this. Uh, it's, like, uh, it's John 4, and it's talking about Jesus talks with the Samaria, Sa- Sa- Samaritan. Samaritan woman. Yeah. Okay. And it's talking about, like, getting a drink, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it says... Um, uh, Jesus said, he told her, go call for your husband and come back. And she was like, I have no husband. She replied, Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are pro-. like, and then it just goes on. I was like, wait, what the fuck do you mean? She's like, I have no husband, but you've had five. What does that mean? Like, oh, Okay. Oh, you, oh, okay. Do you want me to explain yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this so... Totally not be, but that <laughs> I just had, real, I just yeah. question. And, okay, here's why I'm asking is because, you know, there's a lot of speculation of, okay, well, what does God mean whenever he says, like, somebody is married? Is it when you've had sex you are married? Is mm. it when... And this is why I brought this up because mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, I have no clue and I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I love how he doesn't, like, fully speak about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because like, that's not the you. issue, which I'm about to bring that up. Ooh, okay. Okay, so... <laughs> I have no husband. Jesus said, you are right. I love Jesus. You you are right. When you say you have no husband, the fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. Okay, so basically she's been married five times. Okay. But she got, well, there's speculation, divorce or they died or whichever one. Okay. She's just a woman who really is eager and hungry for love and her way to meet that need is by men. Gotcha. Okay. So... The person she is now living with is not her husband, but she's living with him, having sex with him, and gotcha. But I saw like I'm like I was watching um, the Chosen, mm-hmm. and she doesn't really like love him, like it's just a need to get her met because she gotcha. just wants to be loved. Okay, and that's why Jesus meets her. So this that's that's the pinpoint of the story. Ooh, she like is that. hungry okay. for love, right? Okay. And the reason how she gets that need met, how she thinks it's going to fulfill that need, is by all these men and mm. having sex mm-hmm. and wow, getting that like need that. met. 
you know what I like about this is that like he never shames about mm, having thank five you. husbands. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. never, he literally just says, yeah, you're correct in saying this and then goes on. Mm-hmm. Thank like, you. And then moves on. Yeah. Yes. So he points it out that sex is not the issue. Right. Yeah. Sex is not the issue. It's, it's the wound mm. or the thing that is leading you into and what is the root of you wanting sex? Yes. Have you been, are you on a deficit of love or feeling seen or like you just don't love your body so for you to love your body is a man loving on your body Mm -hmm. or is it like oh my gosh my parents or my father didn't adore me don't don't take this as a dirty thing but like (laughs) like my father didn't like really like express how proud of he was Mm -hmm. of me my dad never yeah Yeah. like my dad never told me that I was beautiful or that he was proud of me or that like I look beautiful in the dress or like um there was this Lisa Turkis I think it's her oh my god please don't let me be wrong but like she (laughs) wrote a book and how she has a deficit with her dad because like no one ever told her especially her father Mm -hmm. never told her that she was beautiful at a young age. Yeah. Like, she, she just never felt like a princess at a young age. Yeah. So she she went search for that in other men. Mm-hmm. So sex is not the problem. And I love how Jesus didn't, even in my encounter last night, he didn't even mention sex was the problem. It was a wound that was there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Alexis, well, you hated your body. And you thought how you could love your body was a man to love on your body. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to feel loved. And you think physically that would get that need met. But obviously it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Or you wanted to feel special. You wanted to feel seen and cho- chosen. You wanted mm-hmm. to just know what sex was like because you hear all about it from friends and from the TV and romantic mm-hmm. movies. They make it feel so passionate. But it's not. Sometimes it's not always love. Sometimes sex does not always mean love. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. So like it's it's what wound is driving that action, let me say it in a better way. What deficit in your heart mm-hmm. is driving you to that need? That was what Jesus was trying to do and he never shamed it. But I feel like that goes with literally anything, not just mm-hmm. purity, not just mm-hmm. sex. Like yeah. That's the beautiful thing is is God's like Okay, yes, this is a sin, but look. let's look at your heart posture. Mm. Let's look at why you did the things that you did. And that, I think, is the most beautiful thing. Like, honestly, like, that's what transformed my life, too, is just looking at people and be like, why? Like, what's mm. what's going on deeper inside? I'm not really worried about your behaviors that right. you're doing now. Those are not the things that bother mm-hmm. me, but I'm like, something's happening within you, and yeah. that's what we need to get to is the root of. I love this because, <laughs> like, I had had that freaking verse in my head all day and I was like I just don't get it I don't like what is this mm-hmm. and like I had no clue why I, I just felt I needed to bring it up no I love how you brought it up mm-hmm. but then I'm like yeah, now I'm like good. okay it's because God wants people to know like I'm not sitting here like just shaming you for your sin like mm-hmm. unfortunately some Christians do like yeah. they just shame you for your sin mm-hmm. you know one of the things that irks my nerves <laughs> yeah. is when Christians say you know I don't, I hate the sin, not the sinner. I'm like, oh my fucking God. I don't know why that irks my, it just sounds so like still, oh, just negative. And I want to preface this is like me and Chris, me and Krista, because before we did our research and listened to the podcast that was talking about this and kind of like shaming it. Anyways, (laughs) uh, I, me and her, like we're talking like, okay, if we feel triggered during this, Mm -hmm. because me and Krista do have a lot of church hurt. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're still in the process of healing that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I'm completely okay with, like, expressing that and yeah, being yeah. honest with that because we're all in a process of healing whatever is going on inside of us. So, although, like, I wasn't as triggered as, like, at all, actually. Yeah. So, but there, there are certain things that, like, trigger us that are, like, why do Christians... I feel like the ignorance and lack of compassion that people have that's what irks me i think the reason that one like triggers me so much is because like i've known so many people who have used that but like didn't actually mean it mm. you know what i mean like right. i know so many people they're like well no like it's not that i hate you i just hate your sin they say it just to say it but then it's mm-hmm. like okay but i'm gonna totally like dismiss you from being in this group you're not gonna serve you're not gonna do anything mm. like so for me i'm like okay but it feels a lot like yeah. you still do hate me. You know what I you mean? You know what's interesting? I feel like, because for me, I didn't grow up in the church like you, you guys did. Or I wasn't so involved in it right? compared to you guys. So for me, more of my ideas on this are more secular and like kind of influenced. No, that's good. Yeah, influenced like a little bit yeah. by church because we were there. But like yeah. it wasn't the foundation wasn't from church. It was more from, like, family and, like, things I'm noticing. Because, like, I'm the type of person, if I learn from other people's mistakes, I'm like, I'm, okay, that happened to you. (laughs) I'm not going to put myself through that. No. That's actually really good. I wish I I was more like that, but I'm not. (laughs) But it's, yeah, so, like, sitting here listening to you guys talk about, you know, how it is battling those ideas that you've grown up with is so interesting to me because it's like I've heard of these things but like they didn't like run my life Mm -hmm. so much so it's like I think that's where we can grow a lot more and on this topic is like meeting in the middle and understanding both perspectives Mm -hmm. yes exactly and I noticed like how like he didn't mention really anything about sex Jesus Mm -hmm. with that Samaritan woman and she was changed like that yeah. in an instant. The issue was not sex. Mm-hmm. It was the deficit in her heart. Most of the time when Jesus is like meeting you where you're at or you're face to face with something with him, he won't talk about like the action. He'll talk about the root in the heart. Of yeah. What, that's what how it comes it, down to. Yeah. Of how it manifested into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, like the whole time we're talking, I think back to the episode we did about like the gray areas, like mm. seeing seeing life through black and white lenses or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like this is a perfect, like, example about how I think Jesus lives in the gray area. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, we more so just see people's behaviors and we judge mm-hmm. them based off that. Like, we don't see people's hearts as yeah. much. People don't show their hearts as much. Like, God knows. Out of protection, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, for us, it makes sense why we see the behaviors and we think black and white. You know what I mean? But we don't see the heart posture and the reason right. behind those behaviors. You see the action. Exactly. And God's like, well, I know the heart posture and that's what I'm worried about. I'm not really mm-hmm. worried about. Amen. I'm going to take yes. all these behaviors that you have and I'm going to throw them as far as I can because yeah. I don't care about that. I care about your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, as Christians, like, it's so important for us to actually mean it when we say, like, Hey, let's throw away that sin. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? With what's you? going on with you? Yeah. And how can I be as mm-hmm. a ser- like as a service to you? Because yeah. I'm supposed to be here for you to help lift you up. Like, what do you need? Right. And don't go to the sh- when we say that. Don't go to the extreme mm-hmm. and be like, 
oh my god you sinned are you okay oh, there's right. something wrong with you if mm-hmm. you did no that is a pendulum swing and we do not want to swing that way it's <laughs> extremes we're trying yeah. to avoid the extreme yes. yeah just talk to them yeah. as if like because jesus would never look at them there's something terribly wrong with you because you made that decision no yeah. just be like hey like what's going on with you like yeah. just try to like figure them out ask some questions in a way of like hey i just want to know like i care about you okay so i have a question Okay. okay, so do you think that if somebody, quote-unquote, sins, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with their heart posture? <laughs> no, I just no. think they're human. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay exactly. because I was it's like... It's as simple as that okay. sometimes. Because I, I was just thinking, because I know that, like, you hear a lot of, like, people say, you know, once you've, you know, died to yourself and mm-hmm. you're, you know, one with Christ yeah. now, like, you shouldn't be doing all those things. Mm-hmm. And if you are, like, you aren't really in a relationship mm-hmm. with him then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Okay, so you're telling me that we've got a bunch of little Jesuses on this earth who are blameless and perfect then, because that's not how it is. Like, it's not like I'm going to keep on sinning to the day I die because I'm not perfect and I'm human. Exactly. But I could still have a relationship with God doing that. And I'm not secular and I'm not like, oh, you're you're forming to the ways of this world. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to the dark side. Yeah. But I want to bring something up too. Like one of my mentors that I like, I just aspire to be one day. She basically was saying, like, if I ever mess up, like, she has so, – she is so crazy good at giving self-compassion mm. and self-love to That's herself. Good. And, like, I guess she made a mistake. And this woman is, like, 30 years old. Like, she's – you know – well, I'm not going to say she's old. She's not old. But, like, she's just – you know, she's, <laughs> she's wise. Woman, yeah. Um, and she's still humble enough to say that she's learning. Mm-hmm. So, like, she, I guess she's quote unquote sinned if we want to use Christian language, but she messed up or she got, she made a messy decision. And she basically put her hand on her heart, like what we do on this podcast. And she was like, oh, <laughs> you are so adorable. You made a mistake. We're, we're learning. This is exciting. We can learn from this mistake. You know, like, giving yourself, Mm -hmm. like, treating yourself as, like, because when I say, like, there's a heart deficit in your heart, it's actually just this little girl or this Mm -hmm. little boy who didn't get this need met at a certain age, and it's now manifesting into this area Mm -hmm. in your life. And so, like, she's just talking to her little girl and saying, like, hey, we're just learning. But this is so good. We know now. Mm-hmm. We, we we know now we're more self-aware. This can actually teach us something. Mm-hmm. And, like, we didn't know before. Yeah. You know, we, we only did the best we could with what we knew. Right. And so okay. she was just so good at giving herself compassion. I'm like, oh, okay, so next time I make a mistake, I'm mm-hmm. just going to talk to my little girl and be like, you are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think everybody needs to practice that more yeah. because, you know, it's honestly, it's either that or going into a shame spiral. And the shame spiral is never fun for anybody. Yeah. And it creates more cycles, guys. I keep it saying does. that, and it's so true. It yeah. does, where you could literally just be like, okay, so I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And what can I learn from it? Like, mistakes equal equal opportunities. Like, that's all it is. Like, once you shift that mindset to, oh, my God, I can never make a – Alexis, I can never make a mistake. Like, I have to be perfect. Like, so then that makes it really high stakes where you're like, okay, I can make mistakes, but I can also – those aren't going to be wasted mistakes. They're opportunities. They're opportunities for me to grow, for me to learn something in some way. Yeah. And I'm perfectly okay. And I know Jesus is going to talk me through it and teach me through it. And then, so coming to like, you know, like a wrap up on the episode, if y'all have anything else more to say, which I'll let you. But like, basically, 
the preface and the core foundation and the focus of this episode is like, we don't ever want to encourage anybody into a fear-driven decision Mm -hmm. or into a like, oh, I have to make this decision. That's not what we want. That's basically what the purity, the flaw, that is what the flaw in the purity culture was. It was fear-driven and not freedom of choice. And there was so much shame around that if you made the decision or if you didn't make the decision. So I think for me, it's just like, we want you to come to that understanding for yourself with between you and Jesus, whether you need to talk that out with a mentor or a counselor, or just like, as you're listening to podcasts about this and then have that encounter with Jesus through this, that is what I, that is what my desire is for you. Mm -hmm. And I can say as me, which I'm going to let Krista and, Megan share where they are at in that process because I feel like wherever you're at in that process is so okay. Mm-hmm. So where I'm at in that process is where like since I've had that experience just in the past few years of everything and I have had sex, it feels so freeing to say that because like <laughs> me five years ago would be like, we can't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I have had sex, but now that I'm making a decision, like I genuinely do want to wait to get married if marriage is in the cards for me Mm -hmm. and because the reason why I have come to that decision is because I actually truly love my body and I'm not saying anybody who waits who doesn't wait doesn't love their body that's not what I'm saying I'm talking about me right now yeah so don't like I'm not the end-all be-all guy so take it (laughs) as you know but I truly like see the value and honor and I love my body so much because I want to create safety around it because it has been violated. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only way I can truly trust a man again, <laughs> honestly, is if we do wait till marriage. Mm-hmm. Because I know that he has self-discipline and self-control. That if he waited for me, and then when we do get married, and we have that beautiful encounter with one another, I, I will trust there will be such a deep, deep level of trust that I have truly never had before in a relationship mm-hmm. that I would have in that marriage that I wouldn't be worried if he cheated mm-hmm. or if he would look at another girl because he waited for me for so long. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that there's, like, there's going to be challenges in marriage or, like, stuff like that, but... Like, I just feel like there's going to be such a deep, deep, deep level of trust that I am craving for and hungry for in a marriage. And that is what, that's one of the things that will create a deep trust is if I wait. But that's because I've come to an understanding of the value of my body, the honor that I have for myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I made that decision more for myself rather than if I love God or not. Even though I love God, I love him so much, Mm -hmm. but I love me too. Mm -hmm. And I made that decision for me and God, mm-hmm. but mostly for me, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, kind of where I stand is, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I had to come on this journey and decide for myself, you know, what does that, what does this purity, quote unquote, purity journey look like for me? So kind of what works for me is not having expectations from myself. Yeah, that's good. I like that. So, yeah. like, I don't even, like, I'm not even worried about the other person. What am I feeling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you that. You know, because, like, when it comes down to it, I need to know who I am. I need to understand my own feelings and everything like that. So, for me, it's kind of a toss-up. Yeah. Will I wait? 
I don't know. Yeah. Because you're in that process. And yeah, I'm so still beautiful. in it. You're still figuring mm-hmm. out. And I think the process of something is so beautiful. Yeah. And even Jesus loves the process. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, I'm definitely, um, you know, seeking God in this journey now more than I have in the past. So for me now, it's more of just going through the journey, figuring it out. So mm-hmm. I'm still kind of, I'm in the middle of it. To be determined. No, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's why I want y'all to be honest in where mm-hmm. y'all are at. Because where I'm at is different from where y'all are at. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just based off of the experience that we have had. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so beautiful that your perspective, your mm-hmm. process is different th- from mine. Yeah. And I think Jesus would definitely honor mm-hmm. and respect any decision or the process that you're at. Yeah. That's why I want to be real. Yeah. And all three of us are different because what works for Alexis and what works for Krista may not work for me amen yeah. sister we so said that. exactly so <laughs> that's yep so that's i've come to that determine like that i've determined that for myself so i'm good with that i feel confident in that so mm-hmm. the yeah. rest that's good yeah. oh girl yes honey <laughs> okay yes, yes. <laughs> okay for me honestly um i struggled a little bit there for a while because like when i did decide to have sex and was having sex like I remember basically people telling me, like, well, Crystal, like, do you not feel, like, shameful, like, about it? And I was like, no, not really, <laughs> you know? And then, like, basically they were kind of, like, questioning, like, my relationship with God then because I didn't feel, you know, shame about it. And I was like, okay. So that, like, honestly messed with my head so much. But I am to a point now where I am confident in my relationship with Jesus and I don't let other people's opinions or views really, you know, mm-hmm. um, tear me down anymore or like or make take me, away from your identity. Yes. Or make me question mm-hmm. like my relationship with God. Yeah. Um, and so honestly for me, like I, I think I've always been this way too. Like I, I don't like to just give myself to anybody. Like mm-hmm. it definitely is like a connection thing. It mm-hmm. is something that I have to feel mm-hmm. like this deep, really deep connection to you or like, honestly, like physically my body cannot like do it like Mm -hmm. I've tried before just have just like doing it casually because I just things with my ex and I just didn't yeah and I was like I just want to not think about him for him not to you know Mm -hmm. be my last thought or whatever with that and so like I literally was going to try and I was like I literally can't like I'm sorry but I cannot because I don't have a connection to you I don't really know who you are like I cannot go through with that because like this is to me still a sacred thing. Like it's not something that I'm just going to walk around and be like, Hey, who wants to pleasure me? Mm -hmm. Or who wants to have sex? Like it, for me, it is not, sex is not for really the pleasure. It's for that connection. It's for me to feel like, I mean, like one with that person whom I love so, so much. And Mm -hmm. so honestly, like with, you know, the person I lost my virginity to, like that one was mainly just because like, I thought I was in love. Like, it was a very short relationship, mm-hmm. too, and that was my first one, you know. And you you see those stories everywhere. You think that you're in love, and yeah. then and then you actually, like, fall in love with someone. And you're like, oh, no, this. Mm-hmm. This is that love that I was supposed to be, mm-hmm. like, in my head yeah. waiting for. Like, I was supposed to be waiting for that mm-hmm. kind of love, that kind of respect. Um, and so that's where I'm at with it now is just I decipher based on that connection, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, and that's why I'm just, I just wanted to, like, create a space where we're honest and where we're at in our process. Oh, yeah. And, and I think there's no judgment. And there's so much. <laughs> Chris is like, sorry, Mom and Dad. <laughs> oh, God. I'm thinking about my family listening to this. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyways, but, um, yeah. Whatever. They I know just, I'm 26. It's fine. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I just wanted to create a space in mm-hmm. that. And then I also, as, like, y'all were talking, I was thinking about, like, oh, it was, like, really heavy on my heart. I was thinking about the women who, if their virginity was, like, taken away from mm-hmm. them, and then I was also um, thinking about the woman who, or men, this this goes for men and women. I don't want to just single <laughs> men out. I love you men, okay? We love you. <laughs> so this goes for both genders. But, like, if you are just those types of people who, you know, have sex with a different person each weekend. Or, like, if you find a person attractive and you like, oh, yeah, that would be fun to bang. Like if that's that would be fun to bang. bang. Oh my god, that's people's mindset. Yeah, (laughs) but that's people's on t-shirt, right? Right. (laughs) But that's people's mindset sometimes, Mm -hmm. and I think that's you know like valid and normal. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, if you are feeling things as you're listening to this, and pain comes up. Um, or realizations and revelations, I just want to say that um, I have a lot of compassion for you, and I see you, and I don't think anything is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. I don't think anything is wrong with you in your process, Um, and I do want to say for those people who it was taken away from them, and they don't even feel like their body is a part of them, because that breaks a lot of connection and partnership with your body. Mm-hmm. when someone takes that away um i just want to say that i'm so sorry that that happened to you it's not fair it was wrong but i know that i know that i know and i i want to say this the way jesus wants me to say it the way i want to say it um and i hope you hear this through the frequencies but like i know that jesus is right there with you sitting with you and wants to grieve with you wants to bring a lot of love and compassion surrounding your body in that wound. And it angers Jesus that that happened, and it's justifiable. Um, And he wants to heal that. You know, you could be the Samaritan woman that has had so many husbands or so many men that you had sex with on the weekends, and Jesus wants to come into that, and he wouldn't even... He would only mention sex once or even mention it just one tiny bit. And then the rest would just be filled with love and compassion. And I just want you, I, my encouragement for you and my desire is for you to be open to that. And I hope you had that in this um, episode as you're listening or even as you're driving in your car after you get done listening to this or in your bedroom or anywhere that you're at. Um, so we just have a lot of compassion and love for you. And there's freedom for you. There's still hope. Um, there's healing for you, and um, we're believing that for you, and we love you, love you so much. Yes. Yes, yes we do, honeys. <laughs> yes, we do, honeys. Nannies. I need something for the men. Honey. No, men can be honeys, too. Mm-hmm. All the honeys. All, All the, the honeys. honeys up in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Megan, do you have anything to say, last-minute things? Um, No, I don't. 
Well, thank you for coming on here. We love you. We yeah. love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been guys. so much fun having you on here. I know. Aww. I love it. Right? Like, we, I get to work with her and see her every day. Yeah. But, like, having this sort of atmosphere with mm-hmm. her has been super fun. Yeah. 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 I love it. Thank it's you, guys. Awesome. Well, guys, um, we're going to start heading out. Yeah. Because this is kind of overtime. And then <laughs> also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're still in my we closet. Sweat. Yeah, exactly. Krista and Megan always sweat in this closet. Yeah, it's hot. Hold on. Earlier, you were like, I'm hot too. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what I love? Her little tank top. No, listen. I loved it earlier because she's like, open the door. I know Krista's hot. And she was like, well, I'm kind of hot too. And I was like, bitch, open the door because you're hot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but so, guys, okay, thank you for letting us be a part of your day. I hope you have a good night, a good morning, a good afternoon, a good drive. And <laughs> we love you, beautiful humans. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>